The Vision app is the best place to find a growing range of homegrown, on-demand audio to help you look to God daily. You can listen to Faith and Fostering with Christians chatting about foster care in an Australian context. Plus, be encouraged by Pastor Terry Nightingale's four-minute devotions with new episodes added each week in the free Vision Christian Media app. If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app. Vision.org.au slash app. Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. You might recall a controversy last week in Queensland where it came to light that there was an unofficial policy directive to stamp out the idea of children using the name of Jesus in the school playground. Well, they were labelled as junior evangelists and the idea of exchanging Christmas cards or friendship bracelets or making and giving Christmas decorations were to be outlawed in Queensland. Our guest, Peter Curty, expressed his concern that there was a very real attack on free speech and religious freedom. Well, there's a new development. You might call it a new battlefront, this time in the city of Adelaide. It's emerged that the city of Marion in Adelaide has carried out an investigation into church groups that applied for recent youth development grants. Well, this investigation was to ascertain whether any had opposed its decision to display the rainbow flag. Peter Curdy is back with us again today. He's research fellow Religion and Civil Society Program with the Centre for Independent Studies in Sydney. Hello, Peter. Welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Thanks very much. Great to be back with you. Uh, Peter, all this apparently came out of a meeting last week, this detail about what's going on in Adelaide. It's very strange. The council there had made a decision by a vote, I think, of seven to four to display the flag. Uh, so clearly some councillors decided that they, that they were opposed to flying the the, um, the the rainbow flag, but there was a decision to do so, um, and, and that was carried, and so they were flying the flag. What's concerning now, though, is that everybody is now expected to disagree. Even though not all the councillors agreed with the decision to fly it, everybody now has to agree, and it's been made a condition, or there's an attempt to make acceptance of the flag a condition for getting any uh, council money, which, of course, is public money. And these youth development grants will be given for very specific purposes. But now, in order to get the grant, it sounds as though you've got to completely agree with the council's policy on flying the rainbow flag. So let me just get this straight, Peter. The way it is, is that Christian groups who'd be applying for these youth development grants would need to agree to fly a rainbow flag in support of the LGBT agenda. That is what it looks like, yes. Does that look to you like a significant uh, bullying exercise? Well, it does. And it's really a, a part of a campaign that's been mounted by the Greens, who increasingly look like the political arm of a sustained campaign against the churches and against Christianity to ensure that the secular uh, agenda is pursued and that there is absolutely no dissent from a Greens based policy approach to any one of a range of topics, but particularly uh, what they call diversity. Of course, the irony of this is that. The very people who have an aversion, who have the aversion to, uh, to diversity are the ones who claim to be defending diversity because they said, the Greens uh, spokesman had said that they wanted to ensure 
that people who receive council grants understand that diversity is to be upheld in the city of Marion. But by precluding people <laughs> who disagree with the, the council's policy, they're actually threatening uh, diversity and not upholding it. And so, therefore, you have an attack on what we would understand would be religious liberty not to be bullied into uh, picking up on and uh, promoting a particular agenda. That's right. Once again, you know, young people, children are being are, are being used as weapons in this campaign, in this campaign against Christianity, because the, the people who would have benefited from the youth development grants are now being punished because of, of the views of, of the churches or their own religious views, perhaps. Um, so there is a, a real restriction on the freedom of people to have religious views that will say we will lead them to have a particular position about issues of human sexuality. Uh, there is a there is a pressure on them to conform to a Greens agenda if they want to get money. And that, I think, is, is a, a real threat to religious liberty. It, it's a form of coercion. It's what, the, what sometimes is called an, it's an infringement of a negative liberty, the right, the freedom to be freed from coercion, to be freed from oppression when it comes to religious belief. Now, is it the case, Peter, that there is more meetings planned at which they'll discuss criteria for these youth grants, and this is a preliminary move that they've got? Is there time to head this off at the pass? Is there something that Adelaide listeners can do, people who are in the Marion area can do, to actually contribute to a, a, a stopping of this particular issue? Well, I think it's a very good question, Neil. I live in Sydney, and so I can't really speak authoritatively about what's going on in Adelaide or the city of Marion. But if we can just go back to our conversation last week about what was going on in Queensland, I got the sense last week that this would have gone through without a, without a peep if nobody had raised a voice of protest. But when parents, religious parents, non-religious parents, but sensible people raised uh, objections to the policy in the proposed policy in Queensland, the government backed down and Kate Jones very quickly, the education minister in Queensland, very quickly said uh, this is not actually official policy. That suggests to me if people see something happening, the best thing they can do is to speak up and to speak against it and not just to let it go through. So it could well be that something that that's something that uh, uh, listeners in, in Adelaide might feel strongly enough about to raise with, with their local council and to make their views known. After all, everyone gets to vote in elections. Yes, and so we're talking about a local council level here, or the city of Marion. Uh, it's so the we're city talking of Marion, as I understand. Uh, it. So councillors who are elected by the ratepayers, and obviously sensitive if they are going to overstep the mark. But as you say, if you don't stand up, if you don't say something, you'll just be steamrolled. And this will be the new criteria for any youth groups that might be applying for these youth development grants. Of course, when you get news of this, what tends to happen, I suspect, Peter, is that uh, is that those youth groups that might be functioning in churches might be thinking, oh, we don't qualify for those grants anymore and then not bother to apply. And then, in fact, is that a way that those green groups there may well have uh, have, uh, have tackled and, and perhaps even defeated church groups there in that way as well? It's possible. And it's important to remember that religious freedom is one of the foundational freedoms of our country. And if we're going to defend, if we're going to uphold uh, religious freedom, then we've got to defend it when it's under threat. 
And it, it, it moves like this, make it look as though religious freedom is being threatened. And if we just accept that that's the, you know, that's the way the time, that's the, way, that's the sign of the times, that's the way uh, the age is going, uh, then we'll get nowhere and we'll find that our freedoms are, are diminished. Freedoms have to be defended. They have to be upheld. And where there is a threat to religious freedom that really goes to the heart of people's lives in the community, to their lives of families, to the lives of young people, then I think it's very important to, to, to speak up because it's important that... The, I, you know, the, the, the people in the Greens have a particular view, and not just the Greens, but people uh, who, who are sympathetic to the Greens have a particular view about where religion needs to be in public life, and that is out completely from public life. And I think that, that those, of, those of us who do have a religious point of view, who do live particularly as Christians, need to be vigilant about any attempt to erode the freedom that we enjoy to practice our religion, any religion in this country, and to resist these sorts of moves. Because if we don't resist, then the Greens will know that they can just keep going and other councils might decide that they too will have a go um, and, and implement, attempt to implement such a policy. And it looks as if the city of Marion is fairly small. I mean, if it's seven to four, maybe there are only 11 councillors. I don't know. But the size is, in a way, is not the critical thing. What It's the principle that's at stake that needs to be defended. And as you say, there's a domino effect. If those citizens in Adelaide, if those listeners listening to our conversation today in South Australia don't stand up, don't say something, don't endeavour to have their voice heard, then this whole idea of one council following another and thinking that's a good idea, and of course people, as you say, who may be a part of the Greens, may be in fact uh, causing this issue to be spread to other councils, if you don't stand up, this, this is the time to do it, otherwise you'll be steamrolled. That's right. And you will know very well the story about the Lutheran pastor in Hitler's Germany called Martin Niemöller, who um, had commanded a U-boat in the First World War, in fact, but was imprisoned by the Nazis in a concentration camp. And his well-known description of what happened to him is highly relevant here. He said this, if I may take the time just to quote that. Sure. First, they came for the Marxists, but I was not a Marxist, so I was safe. Then they came for the unions, but I was not a unionist, so I was safe. Then they came for the Jews, but I was not a Jew, so I was safe. Then they came for the Catholics, but I was not a Catholic, so I was safe. Then they came for me, but no longer was I safe, because there was no one else left to help me. Those are very powerful words that are as appropriate today as they were then. And is it appropriate, if you live interstate, in these sorts of issues, Peter Curti, uh, that if you're a Queenslander or you're in New South Wales, you're in WA, you're in Victoria or Tasmania, and you see these things beginning to unfold uh, with our near neighbours in Adelaide, in South Australia, uh, is there something special or is there something important or is it actually repulsive, those who are in power in South Australia, if people from all over the country uh, begin to talk to people in the Marion City Council about what they're doing? Well, email is one of the wonders of our age that allows people to send communications very quickly to people to find out who, uh, who, who, is, uh, who is in office, how they can be reached, they can be, and they can be reached very easily. And I think email is one very good way uh, of, of you know, lobbying councils and making views known. I don't think this is something that should just concern the ratepayers of the city of Marion. I think it's something that should concern all Australians. And the story was, in fact, broken by 
uh, Rebecca Urban in, in the Australian, a national newspaper, and it's attracted a lot of, that's, that story in itself has attracted a lot of attention from around the country. So the issue, or rather the, the story might be a local story, the issue has much broader application. And I think that, that it's open to all of us who want to defend religious freedom, to protect religious freedom, to ensure that we act to do something about this. Well, the encouragement is to listeners to be in touch with people you can be in contact with in the city of Marion in Adelaide. And I want to thank you very much, Peter Curti, for alerting us to the issue that is unfolding now in South Australia. Peter Curti, Research Fellow with Religion and Civil Society Program at the Centre for Independent Studies in Sydney. Peter, thanks so much for taking some time to talk to us today on 2020. It's a pleasure, Neil. Thanks very much. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.